surfs up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. I've been challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. Watch here suppose this up, Buzzy. The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only podcast which we're aware of, bask in the warm technicolor glow of sitcom vigilanteism. That is Batman 66. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. And today we are watching season two, episode 11, The Clock King's Crazy Crimes. This one was directed by James Nelson. And written by Batman creator Bal, Bill Finger, not Bal, Bill, and Charles Sinclair. Originally aired October 12, 1966. And our special guest villain is the Clock King, played by Walter. I assume that last name is Sleezak. Our one-sentence Wikipedia summary is, Clock King uses various mechanical clock parts to try to kill Batman and Robin and steal a fortune. Yeah, all that it's, is true. It's uh, I, I think this was the first episode I ever saw because every scene I was like, it was like a repressed memory being reawakened. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I was like, boy, they really dropped the season two ball on this one. Yeah, we were off to a good run. We had ten solid episodes in a row. Nothing happens in this episode. Not a whole bunch. Like we uh. Batman battles TikTok, and it turns out Sammy Davis Jr. lives in a rundown old building. <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah, a we'll, lot. We'll we'll get there, but yeah, it uh, nothing. I knew exactly what we were in for. Like I held out hope for this episode until we first saw the Clock King, uh, and he obviously goes to Catwoman's eyebrow guy, <laughs> and his whole deal. He was wearing three watches on the same wrist and a ring that also was a watch face. And that told me exactly what we were in for. I was just like, okay, great. So yeah. Yeah. So There's... I noticed started off on the credits. This episode was written by Bill Finger, not Bill Finger. I learned that from the documentary or the 10 minutes of the documentary I got there. Um, so he got like, co-created Batman, but basically he created Batman because Bob Kane's Batman was terrible. He was like a blonde-headed white guy in like a red jumpsuit with bat wings. It was awful. And Bill Finger was hired because like DC Comics was like, I think something's wrong with that Kane guy. Get Finger in there. <laughs> and he put all the things we know about Batman onto Batman, like the ears and the cape, you know, all the things. Hmm. The idea of a belt to cinch his pants up instead of some instead of a length of wire he found or cord. Hey, he's ragging on his cord. Um, yeah. Most of the villains in the early plots that Bob Kane came up with, their crimes were just ragging on Batman's cord. Um <laughs> but you would I expected better from Bill Finger. I was like, oh shit, 
the actual creators in the house now. This is going to be good. No. And it, this could be because there was some funny stuff. Like it was decent. So there's a chance this could be one of those episodes that starts off weak and then we really pull it together and in the second part. I hope so. But they got a ways to go. They do. Uh, so this episode opens uh, again with De- Desmond Doomsday talking about if you want to go diamond shopping in Gotham City, there's nowhere to go but Harry Hummerts's place. Which you can know, also be Hummerts. If you want to go diamond shopping in Gotham City, there's no better place to go than the diamond store. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so what better place to start off this episode than in the diamond store? So Harry is showing some rich old lady uh, a clock he just bought, but that's not for sale. So you yeah. can't buy a clock. Just cut, let's look at some diamonds. This is the diamond store, not the clock store, lady. Get it clock together. Stores, clock stores in the clock district. Yeah. You stupid lady. So she's gonna look at look at some diamonds uh, at a nice table right in the middle of the store, and the clock, the fancy clock, is a spy clock with a camera in it. So we see Clock King watching this camera eyeing up the old diamonds. And he's like, yep, exactly 10 seconds. And we're going to steal them diamonds. It was about that's this whole thing is to feel tired. Yeah, well, this is where we see him with Catwoman's eyebrows and three watches and a ring watch. And I ex- my exact words were, ah, so it's like that. Dog, yeah, dog, dog. A smoking jacket or her robe that he clearly like put his own crappy... He got it out of a box of cereal clock decal onto. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's not he's not a menacing villain at this stage of the game anyway. And he's um, an old fat man too. Like he's it's not like it's not like this is Frank Gorshin where he, he comes off he gives an era of danger. No, no, this is more oh, that guy. Yeah. Like he's got a million clocks in here. And the alarms are all set to times when he's supposed to take his pills. Yeah. And he's giving the whole... henchmen PTSD with his clocks. Like they start to ring because they ring so damn often that they're all like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, time to take my pills. He's not menacing. He's just an old guy. Yeah. Uh, so the distract- the fancy clock that turned into a spy clock is now turning into a distraction clock. So it starts ringing and chiming and they gather around it like, what? This is... This isn't what time it is. There must be something wrong with this clock. And then the distraction clock turns into a gas clock. And they get gassed. And they fall asleep. I did like that scene, though, because of the reactions. So the lady does like a typical Batman non-extra character getting gassed thing. But like the there's a guy who wanders up who's apparently like the guy's assistant. And he just like starts to close his mouth and cough, and then he just like bends his knees and sinks to the floor. <laughs> and then the dude who runs the diamond store, who by the way is Dennis the Menace's dad, his eyes like bug out of his head as he's coughing. <laughs> it was some pretty good reaction. That was good. And then we get uh, some nice young gentlemen in fancy clock shirts come in with gas masks on, and they just steal all the diamonds. Fancier than their boss's clock smoking jacket, sadly. Yes, yes. So I thought that was nice. And it didn't just have their names on it. It just had pictures of clocks. So they've they've graduated from lettering to pictures. Although that is kind of menacing if he expects, if Clock King is like, I expect you to know their names from glancing at the clock. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, ooh, yeah. uh, five, Teaching six, kids to tell time. 
<laughs> yeah, they don't really even give them names so far in this episode. At least none that I picked up. They just call he calls them their second hands. Because yeah. they're like his second hands or something. Yeah. So in Gordon's office, uh him and O'Hara <laughs> are discussing this crime. So they've heard of Clock King before. There's they know this guy. He's a he's a dastardly conniving crook who uses time for crime. That's At least he was says. 20 years ago in his prime. Yeah. Prime time for crime. <laughs> he's like, to be a prime time for crime. I'm tired now. Yeah. Yeah. They really aren't embarrassed about needing Batman for everything anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, Gordon's always excited about it, but O'Hara at least to hang his head in shame. Like, I, and we're the best police in the world, but we're no match for this one. Now they're just like, yeah, all right, well, you call Gordon Batman. I'm going call. on break. Yeah, apparently the call was like, Commissioner. There's been a there's been a small robbery downtown, and he immediately gives up. And then Claire comes in, and he's like, "Hurry up, we're gonna call the adult." Yeah. Oh, did you hear the bad news? There's a crime. Yeah. <laughs> well, I call Batman. Call Batman. Yeah. Uh, so they do. Alfred here, he's he. I really feel like he doesn't need this shit today. Something's it's going on the, in the Wayne in Wayne Manor because. That stood out to me. Everybody except Aunt Harriet, who has late-stage dementia, is pissy as shit. Like, Alfred answers the phone already speaking. He's like, he's saying like, yes, Commissioner, before he picks it up. And he's like, I'll get him into the receiver. Like, he's already talking before he picks it up. Yeah, and then he, like, eye rolls. He's like, yes, I'll get him. I'll try to speed him along. Why do I pay taxes in this awful city? Yeah. With like a big eye roll. He's just, he really doesn't need this shit today at all. He was doing something and he had to stop because the G- GCPD don't feel like doing their jobs. Yeah. And so Dick and Bruce are playing chess here. And there's, this is the weirdest interaction with Aunt Harriet. It was so weird, right? Like they're trying to concentrate on this game. She's just like, oh, I don't pay enough attention to you. And I'm, I think maybe Bruce has replaced himself with a robot or an alien yeah, or something that backhanded her. Yeah, he doesn't know how human interaction works anymore. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, you do," <laughs> and it's a weird stunted delivery. And then like, uh, like taps her on the shoulder, like pats her on the arm. He's like, "Oh, you do, <laughs> you do." Yeah. He, he taps her on the arm, but he like takes his hand. And it's like he was going to hit her and then made himself pat her on the arm. And then he does it again, like, to reassure that it was always going to be a pat. This is a crappy robot. Like, Superman yeah. sold you one of his defective ones. Yeah. It's it's definitely not the best technology No, in robot. You know, he's... Yeah. Kryptonian AI thing. is a lie, Bruce. Yeah, so he's forgotten. So then she's just, okay, well, I'm going to carry on my way then. Thanks for almost beating me for no reason. Yeah, thank you for almost striking me, a woman in my 70s. <laughs> yeah. So they go back to playing chess, and I think Dick's going to beat him here, which, again, leads me to believe that something is, something is super wrong. Yeah, I really thought that the Bruce robot was going to do 52 pickup there. When he's like, oh, I see an opening. I seriously thought he was going to be... I see a lot of them. And then throw the board on the floor. 
Yeah. So then Robin makes, or Dick makes his move and he's like, check. And Batman's like, hello? <laughs> like, it's like a weird reaction. Like, uh, he really dialed up the, like, he was all like smug and happy and smiley about his move. And then Dick was like, check. And his face just like did the big change in reaction, which is kind of funny, but it doesn't fit any other chess scene we've ever seen these two in. I'm going to lose my mind if in the second part of this, this story, actual Batman comes back from like his fishing vacation. And this time he met <laughs> Orgy with a model and like turns off the Batman robot. And he's like, I'll take over now, chum. I, I I was I really wonder if that's going to play into the escaping the death trap. It's like, don't worry, I'll use my robot. Effective robot all the long. Yeah. Um, but they get interrupted, and Alfred has to say it twice. It's like bad phone, sir. and they're just engrossed in the game. So what's that? Uh, the bad phone, sir. Yeah. Oh, he's already pissed sure. off, and now he had to repeat himself. Yeah. <laughs> You're asking yeah, that, for it, trust fund, baby. Yeah, so they jump up from the table to go, and Dick just moves a couple of pieces around on the board. So is he cheating? Is that why he's... Yeah, he flagrantly he's cheated and cheat- then yelled checkmate. He's, he's cheating that robot. So he's yeah, like, just in the I knock all these pieces off, I win! <laughs> what if the bishop right. hops on this guy's back and beats him in the head? Oh no, your king is biting me. That's right, I'm the king. Ah, the king of chess. <laughs> Stop chewing on the pieces. When they uh, get to so the Batcave, should... though, I was like, oh shit, I must have mis- like, mischaracterized this episode because they get in the Batmobile and speed away. Based on how it was going so far, I really thought we were going to get a whole breakdown of how the diagnostics of the car work. Because usually that's what you get when there's no plot. But they speed off, and I was like, oh, this is going to take a turn. Like, eh, okay. Well, no not only that. A game. But before they go down the poles, they announce that we're not even going to go waste our time at stupid police headquarters. We're going straight to the scene of the crime. Yeah, which they like, don't oh, do, which is great. They've never done it. So that's where they're racing off to Harry Hummert's place there, the, the diamond store. And... Yeah, then we learned the big thing with Clock King is he just rambles. He does. Just time puns and rambling. Like They just train the camera on him and they're like, all right, Slezak, what you got for us? And it's just some gibberish. Yeah. In this, now he's added clock cufflinks or watch cufflinks to his attire and also a tie clip. So he just keeps adding more and more pieces of flair uh, to his uniform here. Yeah, I don't even hate Clock King. Like, I was going to say I hate him so much, but I don't even really feel hatred towards him. It's just disinterest. It's just sad. Like, I just uh, hope he gets some help. Maybe he gets he to gets... live with his kids. <laughs> they don't want him. <laughs> That's why he, he's gets, here. <laughs> he, he gets very excited because all the clocks are about to chime all at once. Yeah, this uh, is where, so his, maybe it'll... where his goons all have like a PTSD trauma reaction. Yeah, they all just like stuff cotton or something in their ears and like plug their ears and cower in the corner. Uh, it's not a pleasant chiming sound. You'd think maybe he's got them all like tuned harmonically to like make a cool, like sing songy kind of chime, but no. They all come just short of the reaction that Dustin Hoffman has in Hook whenever all those clock goes off and he's like, <laughs> and Robin Williams' son is like, whoa, 
That man's unstable. Yeah. Yeah, this is very similar to that. Uh, he basks in this lovely sound, but it's, again, not a good sound. But now it's over. It means it's time to take his pills. Uh, he's like, Millie. That's the girl's name is Millie. Uh, get back to dusting. Second hands, we have work to do. This scene feels like it goes on for about 15 minutes. It does. It really does. So Batman and Robin are at the diamond store now looking at the clock. Oh, it's right. The they spot. did go to the diamond store first. I was thinking about a little bit later. That I thought they went straight to the burger place, but I was wrong. Go ahead. Oh, no, that that's that's a... Wow, you you zoned out during half of this. I did half of this episode. <laughs> That's maybe. our mid episode filler. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. First, they go to the diamond store and they're looking at this uh, spy slash distraction slash gas clock, uh, and they determine or they figure out it, they bought it from Parkhurst Gallery. Oh well, then we better get over to Parkhurst Gallery. So they're following this clue. Oh yeah, the this is part from. with the ridiculous artist thing. That's right. Well, not even yet. So then they cut back to Clock King's lair, and this is where he rambles on about what his plan is. So first, Again. they're going to go to yeah, they're going to go they're going to go to Parkhurst Gallery and rob that. That's their yeah. plan. So they're going to rob the place that Batman and Robin are heading to. What so this could be the shortest the episode ever. Clock King, like we get like a minute of Batman and Robin, and then here's some more of an old man talking. Yeah, it it was definitely unnecessary. Um, but they also reveal, so they've done the one crime so far today. Uh, Parkhurst Gallery is going to be the second crime. And then they're going to rob one of Ro one of Gotham's richest people. They're going to go rob a mansion uh, because an old lady that lives there bought one of his clocks or something. So that's the next place. And I was like, oh, they could be talking about Wayne Manor here. This could get, this could get real. Yeah, there's a chance Batman really will backhand in here after this shit goes down. <laughs> That's right. And then we get uh, one of his goons. Again, they're pretty nameless and faceless. There's nothing cool. He didn't. He couldn't score porno lurch for his clock empire or anything, so we don't have any cool characters. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, what about Bat... Don't hate me for saying this, but what about Batman and Robin? And we get the longest, most boring speech uh, where he's <laughs> rambling on about clocks and the sands of footprints in the sands of time and blah 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 it was it was long and drawn out and very nonsensical that ends with like yeah like i mean i imagine we'd kill them yeah and there was no reason for this like there was a scene that was like a two minute long scene that i forgot it was so short where batman and robin go to the diamond store to look at the clock and then it cuts back to let's listen to clock king talk some more why were there two yeah. scenes of this back on back? Yeah, no, it was a lot of talking. It'd be funny, though, if they cut away and they cut back and it was like 10 minutes later and he was still droning on and his <laughs> people were all like taking naps. <laughs> they just put one of those SpongeBob SquarePants filler cut like, yeah. title yeah. scenes where it's like... 10 minutes later. <laughs> six months later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going on a... He's going on a big long rant about the time he took the the ferry over to Shelbyville, <laughs> Morganville, which is what they called Shelbyville in those days. I had an onion tied to my belt, you see. Yeah, I had to get a new soul. I had to get a new soul from a shoe. 
It really is. It's I mean, it's sub grandpa level because a grandpa Simpson story is at least always funny, but it's yeah. a grandpa quality story. It is. He definitely was rambling about clocks and things. Uh, so we get to Parkhurst Gallery here. Where they need uh, another confused old man. Yeah, and it looks terrible. It's just a <laughs> random room. The sign looks like it caught, like somebody's kid painted it. And like, yeah, well, that's good enough. It says Parker's Gallery. He didn't spell anything wrong. It's supposed to be a big fancy rich guy place. And it, yeah, looks like it was filmed in a homeless shelter. <laughs> Season two is starting to take a turn. They did. They spent all the all the budget on the first ten episodes. Now, now we got to use a gallery in some guy's bathroom. Oh, now I see why Batmania came to an end. <laughs> Yeah, it was all because of this rambling old man. Um, so they're they're talking to the guy here. Uh, who who brought in that clock that you sold to the diamond store guy? Oh, let me let me check. He's got a vague kind of Germanish accent, which is cool. Um, uh, it would be Mister Kronos, and Robin just like loses his mind here. He just like screams out like uncontrollable volume. Just Kronos is Greek for time. Yeah, and, like, punches. And Batman's like, yes, Chum, your your knowledge of foreign languages is is amazing. I appreciate it, or something. Just trying to encourage him to keep learning. Because remember when he couldn't learn Greek uh, a yeah. couple episodes ago? Yeah, it was now the Greek really normal letters. Off. Yeah, and then I was going to yes, say they, this guy looks like Terrence Hill, but a Terrence Hill that was left out in the sun and like <laughs> had several violent sunstrokes. <laughs> But he's the best character in the show so far, I think. Um, it would be amazing yeah, so, if that guy actually was Terrence Hill and he was like, I'll just involve myself now since I'm more competent than both of you. Yeah, maybe it is. I didn't look. I didn't I didn't Google that. Um, over there on the yes. left, on the curb, I see my friend Bud and then some shit goes down. <laughs> they, uh, Our American listeners have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. I recommend you go look up Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer. It'll be well worth your time. Oh yeah, those guys are classic. The Trinity series of movies is one of the one of the finest spaghetti westerns ever committed to film. It would be amazing. Like make this show twenty times better if Bud Spencer guest starred and was in one of the fights and just did his open hand slap at goons. Yeah, that would or just be amazing. Like, just like hammer fist them on the top of the head, where he just bonks them on the top of the head, and then they turn stupid. Yeah, and like wander around for the rest of the episode mumbling and yeah. yeah. So for our American listeners, which I assume is most of you, unless we're really big in Ireland or Taiwan, um, yeah, Finland. we're Finland. actually very big in Finland. We're huge in Finland. Finland loves us. Hello, Finland, in your own language, whatever it is, Finnish, I assume. Anyway, uh, Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer movies are basically a Batman episode at movie length. Yeah, yeah, no, they're great. I love those men. Um, so where were we here? Oh yeah, Robin screamed out just random Greek gibberish. Uh, yes, thank you for shouting. Uh, the gallery guy here sounded sarcastic. That was my favorite. He's like, wow, that's amazing. I never would have figured that out. Yeah, like, I never would have guessed sounded... Kronos has something to do with time. Good job. Yeah. And, and it, but the sarcasm went over Batman's head because then he responds with like, well, you've never been trained in deduction as we have. <laughs> yeah, no, he was he was fully being sarcastic. And then at between that and Batman like 
trying to open the door by falling into it. I'm pretty sure that after they left, Terrence Hill had picked up his phone and called his real estate broker and was like, I need to move somewhere where <laughs> there's actual police and not these people. Yeah, or we at least need a better sign so we can attract better clientele because this was ridiculous. I also, so before he leaves, because I also have a note about how he opens the door, but so after the, the not picking up on sarcasm, he talks to Robin. They pull each other aside. Like, okay, we need a clue. Let's go to Dunbar's Drive-In. Most random yeah. idea ever, but okay. Uh, sure, we'll find out why. But then when he goes to open the door, he like bends completely sideways at the waist and with his bottom hand turns the doorknob and with the top hand, like he's preparing to do a cartwheel through the door, like he's but he's slowly like just like stretching to like practice and time out, plan out his cartwheel. Yeah. Because he opens the door in a weird two-handed bending at the waist, like like he doesn't know how to limbo or he's preparing for a cartwheel. With one it was arm really strange. Up in the air. Yeah. Yeah, like he he was definitely going to cartwheel through that door, but he doesn't know how. So then he just opens it and, and leaves. So then so we get off another to the... dumb scene with the Clock King. Yeah, well, this is where now there's a news report uh, coming from Parkhurst Gallery. Because this is a big pop culture show. That's their big exhibit that they've got. There's a news crew there covering it, talking about this uh, this big pop art show. And this is where Clock King wheels in in disguise with a big sculpture under a cover. Yeah, the news reporter guy is like, well, it finally happened, folks. The esteemed Parkhurst Gallery gave way to the future, and they're having an exhibition about pop art. And he's like contemptuous. And you're like, nowadays we're like, oh, pop art's a thing. But then you see Clock King wheel in this nightmare he made, and you're like, Oh, because then it was basically outsider art. Got it. Yeah. And I mean, Batman is basically pop art. Like, it has a very pop art style. So yeah. I don't know if there was any... They were taking shots at critics or... Yeah, I'm not really sure. Maybe maybe the dude that wrote it was like, Ah, you're ruining my creation. Yeah. Um, Did you ever see the episode of King of the Hill where Peggy Hill put on that outsider art exhibition... And that deranged guy from the mountains or whatever came in and like people started raving about his art and he was like, I don't make art, I make this here, it's real good. And people were like, Oh, he's a genius. Clark King's no. thing he built is basically the equivalent of that guy's art. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that episode, but Clark King definitely he he wanders around here, like interrupting the news broadcast, just talking shit about all the art. And then and he, he says, "I eight times worse." Yeah, but he's like, "My, I'm, I'm the king of pop art. My name is Progress Pigment, yeah. and I'm the, I'm the, and the, the apostle of pop art." And he reveals his weird sculpture thing. It's a like a weird Rube Goldberg machine looking thing that he talks. It's time related somehow. Face for some reason. Yeah, he turns it on, and it just starts like years start turning and whatever and he's like there the finest pop art the world is world has ever seen uh they show it to us that it's cutting the wall there's a like a saw and it's cutting through the wall while it's running so they, they give us that little heads up but uh, nobody else sees it it's just a weird <laughs> it would have been weird great scene. if the reporter would, like stepped back in front of the camera and was like and with that pop art came to a close <laughs> 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 
<laughs> this show has come to an end. We're done. <laughs> uh, so now we see Batman and Robin at the drive-in. Turns out, so they're looking for an old accomplice of the Clock King, Thelma Timepiece, who used to work there. Uh, but she quit two weeks ago. She's gone. But the, the waitress that they are talking to says, I'll take your order. Uh, like, she's weird. Yeah, so that's the most weirdest position, like, driving I've ever seen. It's, like, in a residential area, be- like, off to the side behind some shrubs. <laughs> it's not convenient to get to. There's no driveway to back in or out. Like, yeah, and they're, and they're not drive. They didn't drive in. They're walking up, and they're yeah. just talking to this lady. And then Robin's like, table. Yeah. And Robin's like, I'm I am hungry. I could eat. And Batman's like, Well, yes, uh, crime fighters, crime fighters do need to eat, especially young growing boy crime fighters or something. You're like 25, but I assume you're still growing. Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope you're growing. So they order uh an order hamburgers, and she's like, Why not try a bat burger? And then she gives them the shittiest ad I've ever seen for the bat burger. Like, it's just yeah. a drawing of a regular hamburger, but it says Bat Burger. There's nothing on it that says anything about maybe with our special sauce or nothing. It's just a burger. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's got two of those. Yeah, it's got a weird, and it's got a weird slogan. There was something like, you know, uh, arrest your hunger with the Bat Burger or something. It was, yeah. So they order two medium rare Bat Burgers and two double orange aids or orange drinks. That's what Let's go down to the drive-in and have some raw meat and harass the waitress. Yeah. So now they're sitting in a in the Batmobile. They're watching. They're, Let's watch some TV while we eat. Yeah, they just stop middle of middle of investigating a crime to watch TV and eat in the car. Yeah. Thankfully, they're watching a news broadcast. The news broadcast from from the gallery, though, so they see this progress pigment guy storming around, blathering on about stuff, and they're like, "Hey." That guy's pretty fat and crazy looking. <laughs> that guy's maybe insufferable he's... as shit. Maybe he's somebody we know. Yeah, I know. Let's uh, let's call dial up the Bat Photoscope, which will uh, access the crime computer in the Bat Cave and send us a picture of the Clock King. So they print it out, and then and like, huh. the crappiest bit of detective work they've ever done. Oh no, this is my favorite. This is the best thing I've ever seen. So <laughs> then they. Open up another compartment and pull out a little blue pencil, like a like a wax crayon. Brought to you by Crayola. And then they start coloring on it. They're like, hmm, well, he's got glasses. So they draw glasses on it. And then they draw like a goofy little beret and fill in like a little goatee. And like, oh, what do you think? Oh, yeah, that's the Clock King for sure. And I loved it. That was my favorite bit of this. Like, let's draw on this picture. Oh, my goodness. It's the same guy. I didn't dislike it. I just thought it was dumb as hell because you could have drawn a beard, glasses, and a hat on anyone. They would look like that guy. Yeah, but they they didn't. They it, Whatever. It was still really cool because they couldn't just look at it and be like, hey, look at these crazy Catwoman eyebrows. This guy's probably trouble. They hey, had to be like... Talking, wearing some glasses. Yeah, they... We went to deduction school. They just finished telling a guy how they, like, studied... <laughs> deductive reasoning and now they need to like doodle on this picture to determine it's the same guy like they couldn't just say like oh yeah you put a beard on this guy it's the dude for sure yeah a beard and a hat 
we couldn't imagine this picture with a hat on. We need to draw it to see if it's the same guy. Because they're experts in deduction. Deduction than than Pulitzer Prize winning investigative journalist Lois Lane, who can't do the same thing like a city over. Well, she's not able to draw in pictures. No. If only she had the back computer <laughs> marker. That's well, how Batman any... figured out who Superman was. He was like, wait a minute, chum. What if we drew some glasses on him and that was it? Like, <laughs> hey, it's Clark Kent. Yeah, that's great. It'd be funny if he went and told everybody that. That's probably why Superman sold him that crappy robot. He was like, I figured <laughs> I've deduced your real identity and showed him this drawing of Superman with some glasses drawn on him. And Superman was like, you won a prize, Batman. This fine robot. Take it home with you. Yeah. Uh, so they have the waitress take their baskets because it's, we got to get back. We don't have time to eat. We got to get back to crime fighting now that we've we've done our arts and crafts project here in the Batmobile. <laughs> It would be better if they didn't have a like a special compartment for a a bat crayon in the Batmobile. <laughs> but they like if they took one of like they gave Robin a kids menu and like crayons to color while he was eating, and that's what they used. That would, make, that would be finished to finish the maze. Yeah. Whenever you're done, no. Tell them. Yeah. Are you done with your brown crayon? No. No, I'm not. You can use blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy coloring this tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the jumble. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, so now back in the gallery, uh, they push a button and make the, the clock king makes his machine beep. And now everyone's out of commission because it beeped. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, this subsonic waves of time will put people out of their misery or something it was dumb i don't know i didn't like that part people plain um, don't like dealing with me this will cause them to fake being asleep yeah that's basically what it was he just makes it beep and then everyone's out of commission uh goes through the hole that the machine cut in the wall to steal a painting that's the that's the plan here is to steal a rare painting uh, so yeah. back through the hole, they're about to escape, but then Batman and Robin show up, and it's time for a confrontation. And a confrontation here can only mean it's time for the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words recap. This fighting word. During this time for crime, we get zzwat, splat, blurb, kapow. Flash, Biff, Funk, and KO. This has been your Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. My favorite part of this fight was at the beginning when there's three goons and Clock King is holding a painting and Batman says, four against two? Those sound like fair odds. And then he and Robin <laughs> shake hands and Clock King and one of the goons go hide. So it's just two against two. That's right. And then he's like, I'll pay a bonus to anyone who knocks out Batman. But yeah, this was a pretty good fight. Robin's crazy jumping on people's backs and stuff. So I like that. Yeah, Robin's like a little menace in that freaking museum full of high-priced art. Yeah, oh, and they're smashing each other. They're trying to hit each other with, with art. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, so the goons are out of commission now. They confront the Clock King. And he's like, oh, this... You can agree with me, this painting I'm holding is very valuable. Allow me to go put it down. 
Okay, so he like walk, they let him just walk away and he goes and puts the puts the painting down. Then he's like, ow, my wrist. Oh, hold on, please. And he's like rubbing his wrist and he drops his watch. Uh, I think he did it on purpose. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. That hasn't, hasn't come Maybe to pass yet. Clumsy oaf. Could be. Uh, and he's like, okay, now it's time to activate my counterattack activator. And he flips a little switch and his machine shoots out like slinkies and wraps them up. Uh, so Batman and Robin are now tied up with like spring snakes. Like if you open one of them joke cans and they, like, this isn't peanuts, this is pretend snakes. Yeah, Bert really oversells it too. He's like hopping up and down and clawing at himself. Yeah. Although, so then Clock King and his goons escape. Uh, O'Hara and the police, we hear sirens, so the police are here. It's like, yeah, it must be Chief O'Hara. I called him on the mobile bat phone when we got here. Oh, okay. I guess so. Uh, But they do the cool bat, like, laser spring sounds when they escape from these these springs, which was fun. Yeah, they Uh, go, boing, 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 when they land. Yeah, I like that. That's a good sound effect. Uh, they find the Clock King's watch. Like, oh, he must have dropped it when he was rubbing his wrist. We better take it and analyze it. Uh, so they go and analyze the dust in the watch. It contains aluminum oxide, which they use to make synthetic gems. Oh, okay. So they go ask the Bat Computer where they make synthetic gems for watches. Because that makes sense. That's yeah. Excellent deduction. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, and the whole the bat- thing is like, Hey, back computer, tell us that there's a place in town that makes watches. You think they would know that? Like, the, how many can there yeah. be in one city? Yeah, but you never know. Because when Penguin first started, uh, there was three umbrella factories that opened up, <laughs> like just that week alone. <laughs> Gotham's oh. robust and economy driven <laughs> by the insane. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so it spits out. Yes, uh, the TikTok Synthetic Rubies Incorporated Company. Uh, went out of business four months ago. So the economy must be down. All those umbrella factories drove it out of business, maybe? Yeah. Well, umbrella that's, that's got to be where it is. Open-air caviar stores. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Off to the TikTok Synthetic Rubies Incorporated building. It's the saddest building in Gotham City. It is. It does look abandoned. They pull around the back, and it's all boarded up and stuff, so that at least makes sense hey i know instead of just going in the back let's go in through the roof that'll surprise them time for a bat climb yeah it's important to note here that they're climbing up the side of the wall of an abandoned building that's important yeah and then yes as discussed earlier this is where sammy davis jr pops out and he's like hey what are you cats up to want to listen to me rehearse and I was like, why is Sammy Davis Jr. in an abandoned synthetic <laughs> ruby company building? <laughs> that was my favorite part of this episode. That was good. It was right up there with the coloring on the picture to determine his identity thing for me. But yeah, just weird. I guess this was still like maybe all the other rehearsal spaces were segregated. This was the only place he could <laughs> re- practice. Gotham is mighty racist. They usually allow <laughs> one black person per, per crowd. Yeah. The rest of them have to be in abandoned buildings. Yeah. In the old so, diamond district. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was strange for sure. 
So they climb in through the window. They're going to sneak up on Clock King, but all of a sudden the floor is so slippery they just like flail around. They can't. They can't do anything because they use extra slippery watch oil. I made a note here that if Warner Brothers ever pulls its collective head of its ass and decides to make Batman funny again, stuff like this is really how they should do it. Like they should. They should play it serious. Like oh, it's gruff and serious Batman, and then he comes in through a window to like come behind the bad guy or something, and just slides his ass down. <laughs> yeah, tripping over stuff. And he's like, ugh! <laughs> yeah. So th- they're out of commission, basically. They can't get up, because the floor is too slippery, and then they get gassed. His goons have gas guns here, so they just gas them, and that's it. They're captured. Time for the death trap, which, of course, has to be time or clock-related. Uh, so Batman and Robin are now in the bottom of a giant hourglass. Yeah, I think this is one of the first. I'm not the first. I remember, I remember Catwoman had the giant barbecue grill, but this show is known for having like giant props, and we really haven't seen a whole lot of them. This but season this has giant been prop. Yeah, this scene has been a little lighter on the on the giant props for sure. The last death trap we had was just like dynamite in the batmobile so this is this is like a specially designed death trap again um he did take their utility belts which is nice to see he had forethought that's his superpower now they can't escape other than batman being a robot and being able to punch through the glass i imagine that's how i think he's going to get out of it uh and he's got his dumb like some people kill time but this time time will kill you and I just, ah, okay. He's delighted by that, but when they cut to Robin, Robin has this look on his face that's like extreme cringe. Like, he's like, we're about to die from a plan conceived by the guy who thought that was funny. Yeah, just complete disdain for this guy, which I also have, yes. for the most part. Yeah. But that's it. That's their trap. It's time for the old, the old tune in next time bit here. Yeah. Is this zero hour for the dynamic duo? Are the sands of time really running out for Batman and Robin? At long last, have they met a gritty, granulated, inglorious fate? Tune in tomorrow. Same bad time. Same bad channel. I love that it, it treats it like it's inevitable. They were always going to be drowned in sand. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know why they didn't like just. Let me put your hand up there and stop the sand from coming down. Maybe it's you should like cram your so... shape in there and stop it. Yeah. That'd be a that's good what plan. I was thinking. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. That I imagine that the real end. Batman will show up and save them. Yeah. Or maybe Alfred will just be like, oh, I'm here to dust. And yeah. then like accidentally knock it over or something. <laughs> I work here part-time after hours because you don't pay <laughs> enough. That's right. I'm saving. I, I took a bad turn in the stock market. Now I got to make up some of my lost money. And that little bastard steals all my dimes. <laughs> I need those dimes. Yeah. Dick Grayson is a little bastard. Yep. That's it for this one. The first dud of season two. Hopefully they turn it around. There's an opportunity to turn this around. Hopefully Sammy Davis Sr. comes downstairs and gets involved. That would be great. Or goes upstairs. He was down from this. Whichever yeah. way. Sammy doesn't. Sammy is not beholden to gravity. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> That's right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that does it for this episode of Surf Kings of Gotham. Uh, 
As always, you can follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on YouTube at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on Twitter and Instagram at our show on shows. And coming someday, uh, our show on shows.com. <laughs> someday, someday. Maybe, or maybe not. We don't know. We'll just keep you in suspense of what, what episode will it be where they're like, visit our site. And then you go to our site and it's like <laughs> one one article. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> See you in nine months. <laughs> oh, God. Uh... Okay. Well, we've wasted enough of your time, listeners. Till next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, Dr. Nick. Sir King of Gotham. <laughs>